Welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am Chris Enroth, horticulture educator with University of Illinois Extension, coming at you from Macomb, Illinois, and we have got a great show for you today. We're talking about the hot, hot heat that we are living in this time of year. It's only June. Oh my goodness, folks, buckle down. It's summer. It ain't even here yet. Uh, well, officially, I, I say it's official. Let's just say from here on out. Um, I cannot do this by myself, of course, joined by our co-host with us every single week. We're joined by local food, small farms educator, Katie Parker in Quincy. Hey, Katie. Hey, Chris. How are things going for you? Uh, pretty good. Just going through that deodorant sticks like crazy these days. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to anyone who has to be around me. Have the kids gotten the pool out yet? Oh, uh, actually, last year we had a pool. The darn cat. It was it was like kind of a blow up one, but it had an inflatable ring that kept it afloat. The cat just like shredded it to pieces. And so that went in the trash can. <laughs> so it's terrible. So, so all we have is a sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, <laughs> that works. Be good enough. Yeah. How about you guys? <laughs> no, no pool. Um, Matt's been uh, watering grass. So I guess if we wanted to, we could run through the sprinkler while he's watering. <laughs> but uh, the neighbors might call call us in if we started to do that so we'll stick or they'll join to... you they'll join <laughs> yeah. you we'll just stick to uh going inside when we need a break yep yep well someone who i know is out running through the sprinkler as uh as we speak here is horticulture educator ken johnson in jacksonville hey ken hello chris and katie no sprinkler for us and the oh. uh the kids pools are full of plants right now that we're trying to limp along until we can <laughs> Plant it when it gets a little cooler out. There's there's more important things that those pools need yes. to be doing. Growing plants. Have you checked the temperatures in uh, Florida recently, Ken? Uh, I have not, but when I woke up yesterday, so Monday morning, and walked outside, it reminded me why we left Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take a step out the door and the glasses fog up with the humidity mm -hmm. and the heat and your breath gets taken away. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those every morning for four months down there. So, before we dive even farther into the heat, um, Katie, you had mentioned this before we kicked it off here uh, about the strawberry moon. What, what is a strawberry moon, and uh, are we having that right now? Yeah. So, um, it's. I don't think it's actually has anything to do with like the color of the moon or anything. Um, what I read was that it just has to do with uh, strawberry harvest. So a uh, Native American tribe or something, this would be their peak strawberry harvest. And so we have a strawberry moon or a, a super moon um, being that it's closest. Is that right? Closest to the earth right now or something like that? Yeah, I'll just say last night it was humongous. Yeah, yes. it was awesome. Yeah, it looked really cool. So, Katie, I know you got strawberry plants from Ken last year, right? Have you? Did you get anything? Any any harvest yet? Uh, so, unfortunately, um, I came outside. So we have a raised bed behind our deck, and that's where I had them. And I came out, and Matt was tearing out all of our garden debris from last year, uh -huh. and he tore out all the strawberries. Oh and no! So, yes, I was very disappointed. <laughs> Um, so we have no strawberry harvest this year. I'm ah, that's that stinks. <laughs> I'm kind of in a similar boat, but yeah. uh, I, I got strawberry plants from a friend too. 
Um, and they just, they didn't do anything. Um, just, they had all kinds of foliar disease. And so um, one of them, I just pulled up, it, there's nothing happening there. And the other one, I'm just going to wait and see. Uh, yeah. It flowered and then it didn't, I don't think it got any fruit set. But Ken, on the other hand, is up to his ears in strawberries, aren't you, Ken? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to the point of, I'm, I'm tired of picking strawberries. Oh. I think last couple of days we've frozen about six gallons of strawberries. So, but we probably tossed almost an equal amount because of all the anthracnose, because we don't spray or anything and our patches is four years old. So when we're done harvesting this year, it's going to get torn out. Mm -hmm. and We've already started a new one. So we'll be, be down next few years probably, but we'll get there eventually. Have you been making all the strawberry desserts? Um, not yet. Not yet. We've just been freezing them. We made some smoothies here and there, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to try wine again. And oh yeah, I was gonna we'll say see. I haven't had your wine yet, Ken. So Ken made a You're sweet still alive, wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sweet wine and a dry wine, and so um, I'm excited. On um, maybe maybe that'll happen tonight after being out in the field later on today, and I'm sure a nice, cool, cold, sweet strawberry wine will be. A good reward. Should have had it last night and you could have toasted the strawberry moon. Yes, definitely. That would ask that's a great idea. <laughs> Next year. Next year. Ken's gonna make is a whole a, lot more. Is it an annual thing, the strawberry moon? I I don't know if I'd ever heard of it until you said something. So <laughs> I, I there's all kind of moons out there. Strawberry. Yeah. Blue harvest, moon. yeah, harvest moon. Blue, yep. blue moon is that really a thing? That might not be. <laughs> Maybe that's Do you just have alcohol in the mind. That's just a desire. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of desires and and getting something to drink, um, you know, uh, looking outside, uh, and, and uh, Katie and Ken and I, we just looked at the extended forecast for all of our respective areas. It's not cooling off for the next couple of weeks here, folks. We're looking at uh, highs right now predicted to be in the 90s and 100s. Um, and so this has been a particular rough start to spring. So I just want to just start out um, and we'll dive into plants here in a second. But let's talk a little bit about us first, humans. Um, this is the first major like heat wave that we've had this summer. I know it got a little bit hot earlier in May, but this is like the first one. And so... It, it takes about two weeks for the human body to become more acclimated to a temperature. Because, you know, first time it gets cold in the fall, oh, it's freezing cold, but it's only like 60 degrees and you're just not used to that. It, it just takes time for our bodies to adapt and acclimate to that new normal, that new temperature normal. And so uh, just keep that in mind. Do not push it too hard. Uh, this first week here, uh, you still need to make sure that you're giving your body plenty of time to acclimate to being outside, gardening, landscaping, working, whatever it is that you're doing, um, you know, making sure about every 15 minutes, especially as we have these dangerous heat advisories, uh, we have highs uh, with the heat index of 107. So, uh, and it's going to get hotter than that. So just make sure that you're taking breaks. Um, one thing I like to do, I used to not have these like the little flags that they use for like research plots. Just flag out where you want like like 15 minutes worth of weeding or 15 minutes worth of garden work. And once you reach those flags, you stop and take a break. 
I've actually used those garden flags way more than I now have them with me. And so I use them quite a bit, not only for indicating my goal for work, but also like spotting like, all right, here is a, a break in the, the drip irrigation line or, um, you know, reminder of, hey, I planted something here and I can like write on the flag even what it is. So um, just a little tip there, garden flags, they're, they work pretty nicely for stuff. So, and remember, take breaks uh, every 15 minutes, drink plenty of fluids. Um, Blue moon doesn't count. It's gotta be water or maybe a sports drink or something, but water is the best. And um, yeah, avoid a lot of those caffeinated products too, uh, especially during the heat of the day. And I would say go out early and then go out in the evening, try to avoid the middle of the day. So no sleeping in. No, no. It's, I think right now is the perfect time, I think, at least for that early, early work. I don't know, Katie, Ken, I don't know about either of you, but in the evening where we're at, we have a couple ponds and stuff. There's so many mosquitoes in the evening. My best work gets done in the morning, at least in terms of like insect control, biting insects. Buffalo gnats are out still too. And so they, they make working a little miserable outside right now. Um, but it's so much fun. It's so rewarding. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm energized. Aren't you pumped? Summer's here. <laughs> Ken's like, no, <laughs> no. It's time for a haircut. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. Cool time to get that beard trimmed up. Yep. Yep. So I mean, so that's us humans. Uh, we could probably dive in more about other things, but just remember, take those breaks, folks. It's going to be hot for a while. Take breaks, drink lots of water. Um, but what about our plants? Uh, Katie, do you have like, advice on like watering uh, for our plants um, as we dive into weeks and weeks of 90 degree plus high temperatures? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously we wanna water our plants really well um, and water them deeply. So if you, um, I usually like to uh, go out in the mornings and check uh, my pots and stuff. And so I'll just stick some fingers in to see how moist it is. Um, I've been watering them every day right now because it has been so dry. Um, but when you water them, it's always nice to water earlier in the morning. So that way your foliage can um, dry out throughout the day and you won't You'll hopefully have less potential for any um, disease development. Um, like I said, water deep so that way you can promote deeper rooting. Um, so those roots are going to grow down deeper into the soil and um, that will that'll help with drought tolerance as well. Um, let's see what else. I think that pretty well covers watering. Um, like I said, just check them frequently uh, and make sure that they're not um, experiencing any water stress. Yeah, one thing I've noticed um... I think as a lot of gardeners, we kind of, we pull from uh, what resources we have or different materials. I got clay pots. I got plastic pots. I got peat pots. I got, you know, uh, pots made from old pots. I got pots, 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 so all different kinds. And there are definitely ones that dry out faster. My fabric pots, I almost got to water them two times a day right now. Clay pots, same, similar story with them. And so, yeah, as Katie mentioned, just literally you gotta get your fingernails dirty you gotta get dirt underneath them stick that in the soil see if it needs any water um that's the best way to tell is just 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 jam them right in there touch that potting soil see if it needs water yeah 
And some of my bigger pots, I've even gotten to the point where I, I mulch the tops <clears throat> to help retain some of that, that soil moisture. Yeah. I, I have some in-ground plants next to some of my flats that we're doing. We got lots of pumpkins and things that um, we're getting started. And so uh, the plants, the tomatoes and things that are on the flats, they get kind of the side water, the water that splashes off or runs off of the flats. And we have a thick layer of mulch and I reached down and I felt that soil underneath that mulch is still has a good moisture level. And so um, mulch, whether it's in a container or on the ground can help insulate that soil, can help hold that moisture content a little bit higher than if it was just bare ground. So the other thing I remember going uh, as we were going on our, our ginger treks around the state of Illinois and we stopped by Ken Johnson's house and he had this beautiful garden um lettuces all kinds of cool season greens so ken what are you doing with these cool season greens now that it's 98 degrees outside so we are harvesting them in earnest um, i'm tired of eating lettuce uh, so we go out we've been going out in the mornings as, soon as you get up and go out and harvest lettuce um, stick it in the fridge for lunch dinner maybe breakfast here soon um yeah, we've been harvesting all of our lettuce but we're almost done harvesting it we've harvested all of our broccoli <clears throat> Uh, things like that, because cool season crops are going to start bolting if they haven't already. Um, notice a lot of our lettuce the last few days is getting rather elongated, which is a pretty good indication it's going to start bolting or flowering here soon. So if you haven't done it already, uh, make some plans to harvest all that cool season stuff because it's just not going to take this heat. Yeah, we, we've thrown a couple. I still have a few lettuces and some cell packs and we've tossed them in the shade under the deck you know doing everything we can but it's you can't fight that temperature um uh, they just the it's a signal to them to send up a flower stalk so yeah now another thing if we move from cool season now to warm season crops you know we think tomatoes oh my gosh that is the um it should be loving the seed. It should be doing. We should be getting all kinds of tomatoes. Why are we? Why? Why would that not be the case? Is uh, there something wrong with my tomato um, that it's not developing in this ninety degree plus heat? So even though I would say even though we consider um, tomatoes kind of warm hot season, they really don't like really hot temperatures. They're more of a kind of a moderate. Uh, once we start getting temperatures <clears throat> up into the nineties even maybe upper 80s um, a lot of times they start getting flower abortion they'll just stop flowering especially if we have warm night temperatures uh, which we've been having so it just never really cools off sufficiently for them they'll start dropping flowers uh, when we get to the point where we have fruit um, temperatures in the low to mid 90s um, you'll start getting that red color that lycopene won't develop um, so you won't get red red tomatoes either so it's yeah, they're warm season, but they don't like really hot temperatures. So if you know if this were to continue long term, we'd, we'd probably have some issues with tomatoes. And I would assume other fruiting uh, vegetables as well with fruit production and stuff. Um, Katie, is this good weather, though, for like sweet corn? Is this something where I or, or do I need to do anything? So I, I have planted a couple blocks of sweet corn this year. I got was it Bloody Butcher? That butcher. It's a red one. It's like a ornamental what thing. a name yeah i know yeah. yeah but it gets like 15 feet tall i'm so that excited cool. to see what happens um and then i i have another uh sweet one a sugary uh, sweet one and it's my first year growing sweet corn 
do I need to do anything else right now or just let the let the world take uh, uh, take them along into summer? Yeah, so I mean, they'll do fine in this weather. Thank goodness it's not uh, pollinating because again, you're going to have issues with pollination, um, pollen development, like uh, abortion. And so um, right now, I guess, so typically our corn um, above 86 degrees Fahrenheit, it um, is not accumulating growing degree units. And so uh, we would consider like above those temperatures, there's not a lot of growth. And so um, with these warm temperatures, it can cause stress to the plants. If you can water them, um, that's a good idea. Uh, if you need to fertilize, typically we uh, might be adding like a, a nitrogen application here in our, our later season or like our mid-season. Um, and so... I would probably wait on that because um, the plant's already stressed and uh, that's not necessarily going to be something that it needs. So if you can wait until we get down those cooler temperatures again, that's an ideal time to, to be fertilizing. Um, but what is it? I think typically for our in-ground gardens, we estimate about an inch, inch of rain per week. And so uh, if we can supply at least that inch of rain, maybe a, a bit more during these um, heat and water stress times, um, I would say too, we're probably not too terribly water stressed with our in-ground stuff because we have had some decent moisture, um, but adding water can help to um, provide or lessen the stress of the heat for these plants. So that's something to think about uh if you're able to is to water yeah it, it's hard to think about water you know we just we were actually down in ken's neck of the woods over the weekend for some travel baseball and uh the road was flooded because of the amount of rain that the uh, had gotten between um macomb and rushville and so uh you either forded it and took your chances or you turned around and found an alternate route so um but we have quite a bit of soil moisture as, as Katie pointed out. So yeah, right now I'm paying a lot of attention to my flats and my containers uh, with this heat. And I, I'm, I'm happy that you mentioned the thing about um, fertilizer, at least the nitrogen for my sweet corn. So I think maybe my plan is I'm gonna take some blood meal, um, which is a nitrogen fertilizer. And I'm going to spread that then in the row and it's not available immediately. It's going to take about a week or two for that to become more plant available. So fingers crossed it cools off by then. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully we get the timing right. So that's kind of my, oh, yeah, thank you, Ken. That, that, that is my, my garden plan uh, for the next two weeks. Uh, I guess, Ken, do you have any um, like garden planning or you think about uh, like emergency water survival plan for your garden in the next couple of weeks? Um, be lots of watering, probably put some more mulch down. Um, we had in our in-ground beds, we had a cover crop of rye that we've you know, laid down, probably go over and mulch on top of that with some shredded leaves, just to try to retain as much soil moisture as we can. Probably do the same with some of our raised beds where we've got flowers in where that canopy hasn't filled in yet to kind of shade that soil. Um, yeah, just water, 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 and hope it cools off. Mm -hmm. 
and, and Katie is Matt. He is just making sure that the grass uh, yeah. stays green. Mm -hmm. He um, adds some sand and uh, planted some creeping bent grass. So oh, he has green. to, yeah. So he is, um, he has to water that. Yeah. So he's, he waters it pretty much every morning and every night. Mm -hmm. I, um, a long time ago, I worked at a golf course and that days like today, they, it's called syringing the greens. So basically, because greens are mostly sand, they're very sharply drained. So they have to go out there with hoses and just dump a ton of water there. I it really, it's just to try to alleviate that heat stress, um, uh, for that creeping bent grass. So, mm -hmm. so Matt's doing that right now. Yeah. Thankfully it's decently shaded. So, um, like he can get away with just watering it, but yeah, like clockwork every morning and every afternoon after he gets off work, he's out there watering. Well, we just got to get there and get an in-ground irrigation system for you. Yeah, guys, there you so. go. <laughs> Are you going to install it? <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I charge by the strawberry wine bottle uh, that can provide. Ken, can you hook me up? <laughs> Sorry, my mic cut out. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> um, we just need some strawberry wine, Ken. <laughs> I know where you can get some. <laughs> well, very good, very good. Well, the Good Growing Podcast is produced by Wendy Ferguson, edited this week by Ken Johnson. Is that right? Yeah. Ken I don't Johnson. think it is. It is, it is it my Ken? turn. Okay. All right. It's Ken's turn. He's All up your to complaints bat. can come to me. So, yes, this week, uh, edited by Ken. Um, uh, special thanks to Katie and Ken uh, for being here with us, as you are every single week. Week, thank you both very much. Thank you, Chris and Ken. It's always good to see you. Yes, thank you both. Stay cool. Let's do this again next week. Oh, we shall do this again next week because it is the National Week. Oh, pollinators! Yeah, it's pollinators week next week, so we're going to be back talking about everybody's favorite bugs—the good bugs, the pollinator bugs. Uh, and so, listeners, we thank you for what you do best, and that is listening. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, watching. And as always, keep on growing.